You watch me wake up in literally one minute because I'm able to fake my personality on camera or on microphone. Even when I have a shit day, I have to be <laughs> happy. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Unusual Suspects podcast. Stop laughing. Uh, <laughs> my name is Dan. I'm a bit poorly today, so I'm Aww. trying to force myself to be somewhat welcoming, which I am always, obviously. Welcome to the podcast, but I'm going to be a little bit low on energy. So you've got these two to fucking carry you through this eventful episode of the Unusual Yay! Suspects podcast. That is Penny. Hello, Penny. Hi! I can do it. Um, I can carry us. Sure. Sure, fine. And uh, over there, over way over there, really far away, is Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello. That was quite a beat for you, to be fair. That was pretty good. It was quite a beat, wasn't it? Yeah. It's okay to swap roles with you, then, for this week. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think, I'll well, do it! Yeah, let's make Penno the... Uh, the host the loud annoying one i'm gonna regret this because i hate hosting the other one that we do but plug <laughs> before we get into stuff guys um i won't talk about it a lot because i just wanted to to let you know that i watched it and um because it was based off your recommendations mm -hmm. both of you i think yeah last night i watched event horizon oh <laughs> exciting and it could have been really good oh right <laughs> No, 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 no. It's <laughs> you're right. You were right. Mm. It's right up my alley. It's yeah. space horror kind of stuff, yeah. and it's it's weird and lots of sh weird, mysterious kind of stuff. But it was a bit too um, actiony when it really. If they got rid of that and just kept it space horror, then I think I would have absolutely loved it. But That's really weird because I don't remember much action happening in it apart from maybe the last twenty minutes. Oh, it's a bit too, like, over-the-top, like, you know, like, explosion-wise. Like, the last third is a bit too much, yeah. like... Like, the f the first two-thirds of it, fantastic. Like, loved it. Really, really good. Like, I really honestly got into it. But it just felt a little bit overboard. And it just... It, it, it felt more action-packed in the last third and stuff like that. But I still would recommend it, I guess, for people who haven't seen it. It is showing its CGI. It does look like a PlayStation 1 game at times, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's old, isn't it? It's 97, so it's... Yeah. No, it's held up okay. Yeah, a, a young Lawrence Fishburne mm -hmm. and a young... Uh, my head hurts now. Uh, the guy. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, I don't really guy. remember the movie at all. Oh, it, so. I've only started like fucking 10 minutes or 5 minutes in or whatever. Sam, Sam Neill. That's it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, like it's it's good it's good but yeah. Do you want uh, another recommendation for a Paul W S Anderson film? Are we just having recommend recommend? Uh, you hate Mr. Paul Dan. W S Anderson. I highly recommend Resident Evil Retribution. Oh, fuck's sake, no. It that no, but Event Horizon is probably the only film that I would say that was. I thought Paul W S Anderson did an okay job at. Why does he need so many initials? Why can't he... Like, I know that they have to change their names sometimes to, you know... What do they stand for? Like, WS. I right, just pick one, mate. You don't need that many. You're so extra. Widely spreadable. Oh! 
Ah, that's no. Nice. No. I like his name. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is that on IMDb it's got a 6.7 out of 10. Yeah. On Shout Factory, don't know what that is, it's got a 4.8 out of 5. Google users, eighty-six percent of them like it. But I oh, don't trust the Google user reviews. I never trust the Google. Rotten Tomatoes is twenty-nine percent. Is that good or bad? User, That's bad, right? User score. Oh, I don't know. I'm just looking at the fucking Google thing. No, crit- I think critic score was quite low, but the user score is kind of like in that fifty percent range, which I, I agree with, like fifty, sixty percent. I would agree with. It just seems like such a like varied response to it. Yeah, it's like what I said, like, I enjoyed, I think maybe, I haven't seen what people thought of it, but I think the majority of people were expecting more space horror, and then it kind of flips itself on its head a little bit in the last kind of final third, but I don't know, but like, it's still good, it's just, it could have been really good, but it just, for me, eh, either way, Uh, and besides that, I've been reading Lynch on Lynch, which is a David Lynch book about his interviews conducted in the 90s. So that's how I've been treating my headache this today. So. I've been reading a book too. What's your book? Well, technically I haven't been reading it. I've been having a lady read it to me on Audible. But that counts, right? Sure. seven ninety nine a month. I'm a busy lady. <laughs> I don't have time to hold a book and read words. I just have the words go into my ears. It only counts if they're sat in the same room as you reading it too. Oh, I wish. And Tom Hiddleston would read me books all the time. Anyway, I'm listening to The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix about a bunch of final girls from real life tragedies and they are in a support group. It's fun. They're kind of based on... Like, one of them's called Heather and she's named after Heather Langenkamp who plays Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. And then uh, this one called Marilyn and her backstory is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the girl in that was called Marilyn. And so there's some nice little Easter egg bits. This is fiction? It's fiction, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, but they've okay. um, they've based some some bits of it in kind of fact. And they, they talk about like, you know, they took her story as if it was a real story. Like one of them is Friday the 13th kind of thing, you know, bad guy at a summer camp. And they Never made it into... It. <laughs> and they made it into a film. And then it just talks about like how it affects her life like when the movies and stuff came out and it's it's all right so far i'm kind of into it i'm i don't know how far i am in because i've got eight hours and 33 minutes left which means nothing to nobody but i'm enjoying it so far so if you fancy that and andy's reading clifford the big red dog uh how do you find it <laughs> very enjoyable is he red enough for you in those books, Andy? Is, is he red? Is, he is, yeah. Is he big and red <laughs> yeah, the colour palette looks better. Interestingly, though, I have been re-watching Dirk Gently, which is, of course, based on a book yeah. as well. So we're all literature experts. Welcome to the book club. Yeah, now it's a reading podcast. Mm. Of course, yeah. the film later on is also based on a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. What we're a the segue. unusual book club. <laughs> So we have we've absolutely smashed out. People will think we're smart because of all the reading stuff, except half of it we've either yeah. watched or listened to. So it doesn't yeah. count. And I'm only reading the book because I have nothing else to do. I like to listen to books while I'm brushing my teeth and stuff rather than reading them. Sorry. Yeah, because my eyes get tired, right? You listen to podcasts. Same thing, isn't it? It just happens to be a book. No, it's not the same. Well, no, it is the same. I feel like oh, I can hold not. a narrative in my head listening to it for like 12 hours. At least if I forget a part of a book, I can go back and reread it. Like, But having to rewind just seems like an absolute fucking bore lake. I don't ever have to rewind. I listen to it the first time around so I know what's going on. 
I also like the visualization with books, like yeah. when you read them, because with audiobooks, you are just concentrating on the person, like what they're saying. When you read a book, it kind of has that you imagine how it is from the words you're reading, you know? So I kind of like having that experience of visualization, I guess, but maybe I'm just a fucking boring cunt and no one likes me. So either way, I don't know. Either way. Ooh, that escalated quickly. We got to stop saying. <laughs> we got to stop saying. I think we've said it like legitimately once every 10 episodes, but I don't know. I don't know how people feel about us cursing. But... You've you've said it. It's been you who says it the first every single time. The second you say it, the floodgates open for me and I'm all mm. in. I don't think I I've just, ever said it. You de- no, you definitely have. I feel like I said it about Jamie Oliver, but that was on After Dark. No, you've definitely oh. said it. There was an episode where we also come. Oh dear. Yeah, Dan started it. <laughs> That's two out of three to the... <laughs> Chuck this on the bingo cards. Get your bingo cards ready. Yeah, we can't stick that on a fucking bingo card if we start making them for fucking Instagram and stuff. Anyway, Andrew, you, you didn't do nothing last week, so it is your <laughs> time to shine before we talk about our film out the hat which is our one of andrew's choice as well uh, which is crash which is that film yes that one that people talk about which i haven't seen but these guys did see beforehand and we'll discuss that later Probably if i had to watch it again but first so seeing as we're going for like a a medical themed day slash book day i'm not including the book in this but Whenever Kat and I watch anything and we see like a British actor, we play a game of hobby or casualty. We oh. work out whether they're in hobby or casualty. We do the same with Australians and neighbours and home and away, but hobby or yep. casualty is one of our favourite games. Exciting times in your house. <laughs> yes, Pen, we know. You know the song. Stop it. Stop it. We'll get copyright claimed by your fucking voice. Stop. It was stuck in my head last time when I saw you guys as well. We know you. Home and Away will fucking copyright this shit straight away. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Those bastards. Can they do it if it's like a karaoke version? I mean, they'll find a way. Those Australians. Bring it. I'm really fucking was negative. Anyway. So I'm sorry. I really apologize how negative I am. <laughs> so, but it, you're just going to have to get used to it. I'm sorry. Neighbours really was better. But, so hold your casualty. I have got a list of British actors... Largely British actors. And I'm going to ask you whether they were in Holby or Casualty. We'll turn it into a little game. I'll keep a score. I'll lose. These uh, actors were found by young Catherine. She has left a little comment next to every single one. I'll read out the name, then I'll read out the comment, and we'll just see what the reactions are. <laughs> what happens if I haven't seen neither show? <laughs> I will be honest, I'm not sure I've seen either Holby or Casualty, but I... Okay, right. I used to watch Casualty, but I very... I feel like I only remember Charlie, and he's not going to be on this list. Because I think all he ever did was Casualty. It's just a guessing game, essentially. 50-50. Yeah. See, he's better at guessing shit. And I'm still going to fuck it up, so you'll be fine. Cool. I can win at something I don't know. Do we want to take it in turns? Or do you want to both... Do you want to shout out? Oh, can we just take it at our cast? Okay. <laughs> please take it <laughs> yeah. in turns. Fair enough. For the love of God. Well, Dan, seeing as you are the uh, the poorly boy, yes. let's start off with Michael Fassbender. Apparently he oh, fell asleep man. during filming and his spleen was removed. <laughs> what? No, Catherine. How are your casualty? Um... Can I, can I, since I have no idea about either show, can I ask which one is currently the most popular? So give me some idea. Holby was cancelled beginning of the year. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Casualty, I don't know. They were both on TV for like 20 years, if not more. Right. Sure. Which one, do you know which one was first? Oh, I mean, I look. Okay, no, I just, I need some clue, because there'll be people listening going, I have no fucking idea what these two shows, I need to give the audience something. I'm looking out for you. Both TV shows are like medical dramas, they're like the British ER, but not as good. ER was better. Oh, I wish you'd done it with ER, I know all sorts of stuff about ER. So Holby started in 1999, there's 22 seasons. It's got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of an animal hospital kind of guy. Oh, Casualty started in 1986. Yeah, Casualty. It's got 35 on. seasons and it's got a six point. Uh, it's got a six out of ten on IMDb. Wow. How can something that has got a six out of ten still have 35 seasons? Christ. Uh, so we we're saying that. Can you just look up like EastEnders then? Because EastEnders has been on for like 35 years. This feels like a Google show. Right, let's carry on. So Michael Fassbender, hold with your casualty. Right. Michael Fassbender, he fell asleep during filming and he had his spleen removed. Right, I, I'm... I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go with casualty. Oh, I'm gonna go with Holby City. I wish I had, like, a fanfare or something. Maybe I'm gonna try and get some sirens in the background. Ooh. You should put the casualty music in... The- Will we get copyrighted if it's off the air? Yes! You put the casualty music in. Almost definitely. Why? We use points of view all the time. Casualty's still on air. Oh, okay, never mind. Holby's been cancelled, I believe. It's better music than Holby City. That's why I suggested Casualty, but use Holby City. Okay, all right, good. Well, Use the theme hospital music. <gasps> yes. So. No. <laughs> Dan went for Hol- uh, Dan went for Casualty. Penn, you went for Holby, right? Yes, I did. It is Holby City. Yeah. Point to oh, the Bennett. Nurse vaunted in the fracture clinic. Next up, we've got (laughs) Paul O'Grady. He was legitimately ill during filming. Really? Oh, wow. Pen, Holby or Casualty? Casualty. Dan? Um, I'm going to have to claw something back, so I'm going to go with (laughs) In the second round. Yeah. (laughs) I know how this works. We've got 20 here. We've done two. Oh, you know. don't. 20? You don't need to claw <laughs> me back yet. Twenty. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, I'll go opposite. Was a Holby. The answer is Holby. Thank you. Oh, no. There you go. That's the tactics working. <laughs> Clawed it back from the brink. Next up, we've got Christopher Eccleston. He wasn't a doctor because he was in right, Doctor Who, but this time he yep, wasn't the it. doctor. Dan Holby yep. or Casualty. Um. I literally nothing to go with. Holby. Holby. I don't know. I'm just going to switch. It's the greatest game in the world because you have no idea. You just have to guess. I don't know. I don't know what one he would pick or... I, Holby. I don't know. I don't know. Holby. Right. So he said Holby. I've got no fucking idea. The last two I've thought I had an idea. So if he said Holby, Holby casualty. It's casualty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is such a hacked game. Can we do it with ER? I would smash it with ER. (laughs) Ricky Whittle, son of Odin in the series. Casualty. It's not your go. He's the son of Odin in uh, American Gods. Fuck. Casualty. (laughs) Casualty. Dan, what are you going for? That definitely would have been my answer, Casualty. Um, You can pick the same answer. No, I guess I'm going (laughs) for It's Holby. Yes. Tom Hiddleston, also the son of Odin. Dan. 
Colby on Casualty. <laughs> this is the stupidest game you've made up so far. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I don't... Casualty. Um, <laughs> I feel like I know this and it's fucking oh. thrown me. Oh, you do? Oh. Well, it's Hiddleston, isn't it? I can see him in it. In what? Like, I've seen Which... pictures of him in one or the other. What, in a hospital? Yeah. That could have in been either Holby or Casualty. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was in Casualty. He was very young. Two Casualties. Two Casualties. This is a bold move. You both going Casualty? Yeah. Yeah. It's Casualty. Yes. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. He wasn't a child. Holby or Casualty, Pen. <laughs> Holby. Because I said Casualty last time. <laughs> Um, remind me who he is. He's the kid from About skins. a Boy and was in Skins and also was uh, Beast in one, a yeah. load of the shit X-Men films. Pam, what did you go for? She went for Holby. Uh, can't remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for Casualty, please. It's Holby! <laughs> I was very confident about that. Christ. Daisy Ridley, riddled with diseases. <laughs> Oh, will be your casualty. <laughs> you can't say that about poor Daisy. Fucking hell. Let <laughs> riddled with disease. Um, let's go casualty. Holby, it's casualty. <laughs> See, fuck, I'm still gonna win this. I'm gonna beat yeah. Pen. <laughs> Something I've no idea. Jerome Flynn probably jumped off a roof. Pen, Holby or casualty. Casualty. See, sometimes they're in... I say informed decisions. I mean it in the loosest sense of the word. I'm starting to notice a thread... A tread, oh, God, oh. speak. Uh, trend with them. I'm starting to see, like, which are the more famous people starring which one. That's because that's the only fucking clue I've got at the moment. So I'm going to go casualty on this one. So you're both going casualty? Mm -hmm. Yes. What was your informed decision, Ben? Uh, I wasn't really informed, but I figured he was more famous earlier and casualty was more famous i thought casualty was bigger than holby personally it sounds like it so that was my it's wrong because that's why he asked me he was in casualty point for both oh, olivia coleman mm -hmm. she's just a babe and a queen uh holby oh, or casualty God. damn you spent more time writing like the fucking introduction <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't write any of these i didn't write any of these counted i did half the work I outsource this game to her. Olivia. Olivia. I, I'm going to go with... This, this game is so sick. <laughs> I'll go with Holby. I think that sounds like a more Olivia Coleman. <laughs> She's got an Oscar. Then I'll go with Casualty. It's Holby. Point to Dan. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm starting to notice things here. Maybe. Kate Winslet before sinking on a ship. Holby or Casualty. Pen. <laughs> Casualty. Oh. oh. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Now, now, let's make this kind of exciting. Sorry. And it's like, I need to put <laughs> things Somebody in Somebody has to. So casualty seems to be more famous. Right, we think more famous. I'm not trying to get Penn to win here, but I'm trying to think. So I would assume she's in casualty. I shouldn't have given away my strategy. I would assume she's in casualty. However. Yeah. I could, I could break away here from a couple of points from Penn, so I'm going to go with Holby. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I might have changed my mind. No, you can't fucking change your mind, because, no. I did before you interrupted. I went, a casualty, oh, uh, wait, and then you, you started talking. Casualty. Nah, no. I'm not having that shit. 
That this is cheating Pan coming back in to play you now. You interrupted me. Do you wish to change your mind? Yeah, I want to say Holby now just to piss off Dan. Dan, do you want to change your mind? Stick or twist, <sighs> golden balls. Well, no. No. Because I know this is the right answer. I'm going to go with Holby. Watch. You should have changed your mind. It was casualty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. Ray Winston. He was a prisoner called Terry. <laughs> Holby or casualty? Dan. <laughs> Holby. Casualty. It was casualty. <laughs> Fuck. I'm doing a pen and slipping away from me. Fucking losing track of where I am. Romesh rang a Nathan. He played a guy called Darren. <laughs> Holby or casualty? Pen. Holby. Holby. It's Holby. There's points all around. <sighs> right. I've noticed something. I'm not going to tell Penny what I've noticed, but I'll tell you. I end. I've you noticed mind. something about the two shows. Yeah. I've noticed something very, very yeah, I think I'd, particular yeah. about them. Okay, keep going. He's lost his place. Orlando Bloom. He was in it twice. He bloody loved it. Hold your casualty, damn. Casualty, 100%. Casualty. It's casualty. Well, this is sucking the fun out of it, you pricks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I've, no what I've noticed. It's probably the same thing Penny's noticed. We'll tell you mm. at the end, though. That's a little bit of an informed decision. Not really, but... Mm. Jodie Comer. She was a puking girl. Who? Uh, hold your casualty, Pan. She's in Killing Eve. Which one? I don't she know. She is the one who is. kills Eve. She's um, Villanelle. I say kills well, Eve. Spoilers. Holby. Because I don't know who she yeah, is. Yeah, Holby. <laughs> it's Holby. Mm -hmm. We've noticed. <laughs> we've, we've cracked the fucking code in this game. We've cracked the casualty code. Oh, no. Helen Baxendale. She was the one who wasn't Rachel in Friends. Holby or casualty, damn. That wasn't Rachel in yeah, Friends. Yeah, there's one where... Even uh, I know that, and I don't like Friends. Where Ross and Emily get married, married, and he says Rachel instead of Emily. Oh, well, in that case, Andrew, I'm going to pick casualty. <laughs> Me too, please, Andy. Interesting choice. It's casualty. <laughs> How wow. mad is he now? <laughs> Can I ask for the scores on the doors, please? No, yeah. you can't. You can't. There's four oh. left. Oh. Okay. Fine. One winning game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's actually five left. I apologise. Oh, I'll kill him more, Joy. Charlotte Riley. She's Tom Hardy's wife, innit? <laughs> Hope you're casualty, Dan. Um, Tom Hardy's wife. Okay. Is she British? I don't know. <laughs> Shall we have a look? I mean, I'm going on a certain thing. Yes, she is. I'll go with Holby. Yes, Holby, please. Did you both go for Holby? Down with casualty. Yes. yes. I thought you were casualty. No, I went, I went for Holby. Oh. It's Holby. <laughs> we're, we've, how many have we got right around? Danny Dyer. Oh, He's just okay. a geese. Holby or casualty, Bennett. All right. This one is a bit mm. trickier, and again, we'll explain at the end, because we don't want to give it away, but I'm sure we have the same fucking thing we're going for at the moment. I think, though, it's casualty. It's not your go, it's Bennett's. I know, but I didn't tell him, but I was also thinking casualty. <laughs> well, I'm going with casualty, then. But I let him carry on, just in case. It's casualty! <laughs> Oh no, Kayvan Novak. Who? He did not jack any faces when he was in hospital. It's phone the guy jacker. from Phone Jacker. Hope your casualty, oh. damn. Again, this one's tricky. Um, I'm gonna go with casualty. Oh, see, I was gonna go with Holby. 
Mm, I bet you. And are. I don't know who's got how many points. <laughs> Make it interesting. You're only saying that because you might win then. I don't know. I have I, no I'm idea. guessing every single one. I'll go with Holby because I think I'm ahead of you. Maybe. My body is tense. It's Holby. Yes. Fuck. Oh, He's no. not that what famous. Jack O'Connell probably died Who? or got stabbed or something. He's the guy from Skins and was also in that thing that Angelina Jolie directed oh, yeah. where he held a big fucking log for half an hour. Yeah. Holby or Casualty, Bennett. I haven't seen that. Holby. <laughs> um, I have to, I think I'm losing now. So I'm going to, oh, do I go opposite? No, let's go. How many questions left after this one? This is the penultimate question. Oh, fucking hell, I still... I should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> you should fucking mention <laughs> Right, I'm going to have to go... So you went Holby, Pen. Yes. <laughs> if you can remember. <laughs> I will go Casualty, then. It's Holby! Okay. And finally, the last question. Aaron Johnson. Uh, All it says here is... Georgia! Holby or Casualty? Also, I just... I don't, I don't know where we are with scores, but if I win... I don't know where we are with this quiz. Yeah, I'm not really taking it as a win for a fucking guessing game about hospital dramas. You've worked out the key. I don't know why you're not taking this as a win. This is outrageous. Oh, I think... I think he's Holby too. I don't know whose turn it is. It's your turn, and then it's Dan's turn. Holby. Holby. <laughs> Lally? <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Um... What did she hold me? Um, casualty. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. I'm not knocking Cat, but as, as just a general <laughs> podcast thing with 20 questions about <laughs> casualty. Well, I didn't know we covered soap dramas. No, you were like, don't make it into a food podcast or a music podcast. Here's the thing, though. Next time you watch something and there's a British actor, you're going to go... Shit, is he Holby or Casualty? Not every British actor was in it. I guarantee you. Not every single one. Like, every time I see Colin Salmon, I'm like, hmm, is he Holby or Casualty? Fun fact, he's in neither. Yeah, see? He went straight into the big guns. The bill? Yeah, he was in the bill, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, what are you going for? A, A casualty. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I feel like a casualty. It's Casualty! Well done. Right, now, (laughs) let me do some quick maths. I was about to sing the theme song, but then it became the Crystal Maze in my head, and now I I don't know it. Oh, man, that would have been great. Crystal Maze or Takeshi's Castle. (laughs) Do you know, like, the amount of people that have won Takeshi's Castle is tiny. I think more Mm. people have gone to the moon, haven't they? Something like that. I've never seen, and I watched a lot of it at one point, I've never seen anybody win it. Never seen a win. I could look it up, but that's rubbish. Eight people have won it in total. It's mad. Mm. Hmm. I've got the scores. Oh. Oh, wow, my body is ready. <laughs> That's made me feel uneasy. <laughs> you want to see a doctor about that? You want to go to Holby or Casualty? <laughs> Shut the fuck casualty. up. Take the score. <laughs> you want to go to Casualty because that's where, is this the key? The more okay, famous let's, uh, people. Let's explain. Yeah, so everyone, so I picked people who weren't British to be Casualty most of the time. People who oh, are no. like, well, people who kind of made them a name for themselves in no. No. no, 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 no. Everyone on this list is British. He said that. Well, no, like, you, know, you made a name for themselves in Britain, Holby. Tom Hiddleston wasn't famous before, like, and he was in Casualty. Made a name for himself 
outside of Britain. Casualty. Yeah, but he did that after Casualty, so that would have no bearing on whether he was... Yeah, Danny Dyer, of course, known for... (laughs) All of his great American stories, isn't it? That's he was tricky. That was a tricky one. No, one. Holby is budget casualty. Casualty was on longer, and it was the bigger one. So the bigger yeah, stars what... were like Orlando Bloom was casualty. Mm-hmm. Hiddleston was casualty. Yeah. That was my. Yeah. That was the key. I'm afraid, Dan. Yeah. Are you saying that Academy Award winning Olivia Coleman is not? Worthy of being casualty. Uh, well, and I was also trying to think of when they were famous and when. Or Michael Fassbender. Again, yeah, but he was famous or Ricky a lot. Whittle, famous for his roles on Dream Team and Hollyoaks. And Hollyoaks, yeah, exactly. You've got to think I, about I the years know. it was on, the years people were famous. I what don't was know. The After more this famous... game ends, I'm I'm deleting Holby or Casualty out of my smashed head. It. The information that I just learned. So yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Well, I can tell you. There was one point in it. Oh All shit. right, Chris. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, Chris Tarrant. And one of you had 13. He's turning into <laughs> Noel Edmonds now. This fucking right. The banker has made an offer. So with 13 <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I'm going to say the C word again. Come on, you fucker. Hurry up. With 13 points, we have... Andy, we only have got so We need to get like a heartbeat gun under this as well. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Heartbeat, um, yeah, that, another great everything. British TV oh, show. We world. could do Heartbeat as well. Oh, Heartbeat or Crossroads. This would be brilliant. Why have we become 90s TV shows Oh my in God, Britain? say the scores. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, Dan, you had 13 points. Unlucky I won. Ben had 14. Somehow she knew that already. Wow, congratulations, yeah. Bannett. You won a quiz. Well, I actually, I know I said I wasn't going to take it as a win, but the fact that I worked out the key and you didn't, and I feel like my choices were more informed, makes me feel a little bit better about that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. So, you, you don't know shit about films, but when it comes to Holby or Casualty, <laughs> you're the go to. That's what we've learned I today. I know shit about. No, I don't know shit about films. What a great bloody game. I can't wait to do Neighbours or Home and Away. Oh, I don't know if I'd be as good at that one. Yeah, that's going to be the real challenge. Sorry for all our non-British <laughs> listeners that have no fucking clue or care. Sorry for all the British listeners who do not who watch <laughs> yeah, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Just apologies. I apologise for nothing. I thought this was great. I, I'm still going to play it now. I can't wait. But, you know, <laughs> with one great medical drama comes another. Let's talk about Crash. Oh, the segue. Let's. Do we have to? Let's. Right. Yes. Like, Stop. But, don't shit on it. Come on. You Stop shit it. on it's... it so much yesterday. Don't you lie. Ah, uh, no. I can't wait. I did. Till we replay all of those voice notes he sent. Well, that was the biggest voice of time uh, in uh, this year so far. Because there's no plot. There's just like you find out different things they're into but that's it like as it goes on like what turns them on it that's it and it just keeps going and going and going and go but there's no like plot the only plot that kind of happens is in the last 20 minutes or so but there's like there is literally it's just a fuck film i'm sorry to say but it's just a fuck film i don't see why people even kind why this was like a big deal anyway i guess because it had shock value and stuff to it but like it's not a fucking film. I don't even see this as a film. Like, it doesn't feel like a film. It feels like I've watched legitimately a softcore porno. Like, it doesn't feel like I've watched an actual film right now. Like, 
one hour, 15 minutes. They fuck, they fuck, they fuck, they suck, they fuck, they fuck, they suck. Now the plot begins an hour later, somewhat. And this is such a bad film. I hate it. And I want to put something out there. I was quite negative about it. But what I said to Penny before this podcast started is it hasn't left my head since I watched it. And I thought about it for a bit. So those thoughts will come out later. Anyway, Crash is a 1996 American erotic psychological thriller picked by Andy himself. Why? Just have a question. Why? Uh, so I am a big fan of transgressive fiction, and this is notorious for being transgressive fiction. So this, as a story, is a slice of me because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Okay. Plus, I thought it would make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> In which case, success, 10 out of 10. I guess for people who don't know about it, I guess I read up some stuff about it because I, I was the only one out of the three of us who didn't see it before, but I heard about it. I think that it got booed at Cannes Film Festival when it was shown and people were walking out. I think they did. No. Pena. And there was a petition in the 90s to get it removed from the cinemas. Oh, well, that's silly. Uh, yeah. Just don't go and see it. Don't be a dick. It also won an award at Cannes. So... <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Most boobs in a film. It won best the like, equivalent yeah, of best, best picture. picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is... It's an artsy film. And you know what Penn feels about artsy films, as we've <laughs> discussed in the past. I'd, but I'd rather that's... watch... Them. Sorry, continue. Oh, I was just going to say, like, Requiem for a Dream is an artsy film. I'd watch this all day every day rather than watch this again yeah but it's a different i i i this is very unique and that's why it's something that i'm still thinking about because it's 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 very 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 unique at points but yeah it's a controversial film and some people like it some people don't yeah, it might not make for easy listening this. Hence why I was so jovial with Hobie or Casualty. I think it will make for fun listening, listening to Dan try <laughs> and explain softcore pornography. Well, it's coming off Wikipedia, so depending on how softcore <laughs> Wikipedia is, but there is a couple of things in there. So yeah, I'm happy to keep you up to date with nip count if you want. I've got a track of where all the nips are we'll have to go into descriptions of what is happening. So if you are listening with parents or anyone loved ones, <laughs> yeah. our descriptions may go into some detail. So, you know, pair that mind. Spoilers, we'll probably talk about some of the dialogue, some oh, of the man, sexy the dialogue. dialogue, which is some of the least yes. sexy dialogue I've ever heard in my life. So, Crash oh. Stars our hero of the film james <laughs> baby james spader though he's so young in this he is a film producer and he has a wife called Catherine. now they are in are they married i don't know why i didn't realize they were married they are in an open marriage essentially from what i could gather and what wikipedia told me oh very open mm. who seemingly at the start i'm trying to remember start but they're, they're very much like conversation wise they just have conversations about like who they saw and like she saw a guy and like he looks nice looking and da, da, da. they're very much like are open to discussing their sexual yeah. adventures yeah they get off on talking about who they banged with yeah. the other person pretty yeah. much we're about 90 seconds in and so far there have been three nips yes i was There's... gonna say i've got two lots of tits but she is also 
so dead inside. Really? Like, yeah. She, Tired. The whole way through. She's, there's nothing in there, like, at all. And I don't know if that's impressive or that's not. That's the thing. I would, the whole time I was like, she feels like she has no energy or something. And I'm like, I, I it, that's like really good acting or it's like not trying but i think it's just really good acting uh, it's deliberate yeah it's deliberate yeah david cronenberg said that they uh, put specific filters on to make everyone seem a bit less yeah. lifeless so it wouldn't filters. feel um so you wouldn't get a proper attachment to them and thus wouldn't gain this like fetish yeah essentially everyone is very much one tone throughout the entire thing there's no like no one shouts or no one like there's very quiet yeah. moments as well. But, <laughs> no yeah. one barely speaks. It's all whispers and metaphors. very whispery, and it's also sexy because they're sure. whispering about anuses. <laughs> about penises. <laughs> no anuses. Oh anuses. Oh, of course, of course, of course. That's later though. Anyway, yes, the couple engage in various conversations, and between them, they have, as Wikipedia puts it, enthusiastic sex, <laughs> which. <laughs> Uh, is what lying down what's the position where you lie down is like kind of doggy but it's not where you lie down and it, you're sort of lazy lazy dog oh what she's lying lazy down dog? and then lazy <laughs> so <I> dog <laughs> where this is exactly why I put it that <laughs> so they're both lying on their yes. sides in bed it's like a spooning isn't it yeah it's a spoon a spoon bang not a lazy dog <laughs> lazy what dog. is like a lazy dog it's doggy style but lying on your side like or doggy but they've fallen over <laughs> yes exactly there was a stiff breeze <laughs> they've fallen in the wind ah yes oh. while they're doing this they're obviously uh discussing other people and things they've seen their arousal is heightened by discussing the intimate details of their open marriage and they get off to that as we talked about she recounts sex that day with a stranger in a prop plane hangar she was however left unsatisfied uh when james replies (laughs) (laughs) do you mean he asks if she came and she said no (laughs) yeah that's how we know that everyone yeah she asks him the same question and he's like yeah, uh, we got interrupted. He didn't achieve satisfaction during his sexual encounter with one of his co-workers. Catherine replies, "Maybe the next one." Yeah, so they're very, like, just flat. But yeah, I, as you said, it's yeah. Yeah. Does anyone know how long it took them to film this? Um, well, in terms of production of the whole thing, you mean? Yeah, just because I like, imagine just having to whisper and be like that for the entire time that you're filming. I mean, Just... it's, I, I gotta be honest, like, it's impressive, like, how much they are like that the entire film, but that's obviously mm. direction and everything, but, like, they really sell that these people are like that, like, that it doesn't, yeah. they don't sell, like, their actors playing a part, it no. really does give you that kind of firm belief that these are people, kind of thing. So, when James is driving home from work one night, he collides his car head-on with another car, killing a male passenger who flies from the car he hits into his car through the windscreen mm. he's like a meaty torpedo isn't he? very much a meaty torpedo <laughs> always wear your seatbelt people <laughs> that's our safety oh that shouldn't make Otherwise me laugh you'll end up in casualty. that shouldn't make me laugh but for some reason just the casual delivery of yeah always wear your seatbelt well, just did it <laughs> it's a serious thing please wear your seatbelt but also yeah. that delivery was fantastic if there's anything to take from this film it's always wear your seatbelt <laughs> always wear your yeah. seatbelt and, um, yeah nothing else at all but yeah 
So while he's trapped in his uh, wreckage, he sees in the other car. Uh, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. Doctor Helen Remington, the driver and the dead passenger's wife, who then just pops out a tip yep. and exposes it to James while she's still sat in her her wreckage, and her husband is dead next to James, and so they just kind of stare at each other while she has her tit out. Thoughts. <laughs> fucking stupid we're literally like 10 minutes in this I film know. is but there's gonna be a lot of that <laughs> sorry this is the third nip i miscounted this is nip number three are you guys just counting the nipples okay. throughout the entire film is that what you're doing yes if we're not playing hold your casualty we're doing nip cat nip counts jesus christ it's because he failed with leak watch and he knows he can do better with nip <laughs> he needs count. another thing yeah <laughs> so while we're covering the hospital james meets helen again as well as a man named dr robert vaughan did anyone else think that this was christopher maloney for a while because i thought it was and it's not i thought it was both him and rollins yes i rollins 100 percent. i was like is that henry rollins he wasn't beefy enough to be rollins (laughs) he wasn't beefy enough but i had to check because it's the sort of weird shit he would do isn't it yeah we've been talking about henry for a long time because i think i used to not really like Christopher Maloney from this film whereas I watched it many years ago and thought it was him and then I had like a weird thing that I didn't like him and it's not even him oh brilliant so Vaughn he takes a keen interest in uh, the Bryce holding James shattered leg together and he starts photographing it and he's been a bit strange he looks like he wants to fuck it yeah. yeah he's looking at his scars james has on his face as well he's kind of he's got scars of, of his own touching his touching face. his face he's he's a doctor but he seems to be something up with him during this scene which seems a bit weird uh while leaving the hospital helen and james begin an affair because he's in a marriage one primarily fueled by their shared experience of said car crash that they had can we just talk about the weird well, I hate myself. Can we just talk about the weird hospital wank? It, yes. In the car park? No, no he's no. still in the hospital and Catherine gets oh, yes. she's giving some him a, lard. Yes. No, she's giving him a bed bath oh. and she is casually just jacking him off whilst describing, I think, plane crashes. Yes. She's talking about blood being splattered up the wings and On stuff. On the windshield and, and wings or something, yeah. And it's not sexy. But obviously to her, it's sexy. But she's making even like the sexy, I use inverted commas, the sexy bits sound like the least sexy. She talks about lace at one point. Mm. And I'm like, you can't even make the sexy bits sound sexy. Like, I just... From what we gather later, I guess, Helen is sort of... She later gets off to like watching car crashes and stuff like that. I mean, they all kind of do in a weird way. Helen does that and James... I thought, see, the thing about this film is I thought James was kind of going to... I started to understand what was coming now, after no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I started to understand where this film, at this point, when he meets Helen and they, they also get in the car and bang and all this kind of stuff. Because Catherine, Catherine likes planes, doesn't she? Yeah. Because of the airplane she's, hangar. And she's learning stuff. to fly, yeah. Yeah. Throughout the entire film, she was the one that I, I didn't really understand what she was into like i knew she was open marriage and stuff but i didn't know if it was just she was into other men it's because she was dead inside she's not really into anything yeah she doesn't seem like she's into any of yeah. it really. no, she's, she's the just... one character that i was like was kind of an anomaly she was like she was kind of into it a little bit but not really as much as everyone else in a weird way the only bit she was really into was when she was talking about fake christopher maloney's butthole yes she was really into that bit 
she seems to be dis- likes to de- describe other men to her or she talks mm. about or he talks you know it, it, but she's not really yeah, the car crash fetish is not really there for her as much i guess also i felt like i was I've written, like, nobody talks like this like with him and her they just say things at each other they're not having conversations mm. yeah like i can't remember what he says and she's like i have to go to work like they it's very blunt straight they're just saying things yeah. that don't really connect at each other and the other one isn't reacting and, yeah yeah it's really it's a strange viewing experience but yeah it's boring Attempting to understand why they are so aroused by their car wreck, they go to witness one of Vaughn's cult meetings and performances pieces, during which he recreates the car crash that killed James Dean with authentic cars and stunt drivers. This is a little party in the middle of the road with a bunch of people, and they all kind of... It's like a convention. Do you think this is a thing? I don't know. Do you I, think this is a thing? I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if it was. I don't think it's to the extent of like. I think there's some people because he, whoever, who's the guy who wrote this, Andy? JG Ballard. I guess there is people who get off to maybe scars and things like that, but I, I don't think there'll be to the extent where people try to crash into each other like that extent. But I, I still think there are people who fetishize about scars and markings and things like that. I'm not sure it would surprise me. Now. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he got. Maybe you read about it and maybe it was an actual thing. I'm not really too sure. I can... He just seems to meet not Christopher Maloney and get into it rather quickly just because he's been in a car accident. Yeah, I guess, yeah, he's trying to figure out, I guess, why did it feel so good to crash into this car? I, I It's a strange thing, but like, yeah, I, I, get, mm. I know what you're saying. Like, he's sort of just straight in there. I thought that James at some point would kind of like tell everyone else oh this is bullshit like he'd be the one that would be you know oh, what you guys are doing is crazy he would snap out of it you know but no <laughs> it just sort of goes on throughout the entire film uh-uh. they pull him in more <laughs> they do he gets more and more invested uh so this this meeting happens and yeah vaughn is in one of the cars and, and another guys are or in another car he crashes the car into them one of the guys in the cars uh dies i think but the other vaughn gets out does he not? Oh no, he puts his hand no. up to say he's okay, no, but no, he's no. like no, they're both alive, badly yeah. injured, absolutely fucked, isn't he? Yeah, Vaughn's in the car with a guy, and then the other guy crashes into them to reenact James yeah. Dean's mm-hmm. thing, and the one that Vaughn is in the car with, he's not very well, but they, the <laughs> yes. police turn like up, Fast and the Furious, and everyone, every, yeah, everyone <laughs> runs away, and they run off with him and take like into the woods and take him home. I can't remember what his name was. Seagrave. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, James soon becomes one of Vaughn's followers who fetishize about car crashes, obsessively watching car safety test videos, photographing traffic collisions, and recounting the deaths of famous people in road accidents. I think Vaughn is obviously, like, obviously he's, like, the leader, but he's very much into, like, the detail of how, especially famous people, how they got killed, mm. and this is the aftermath, and he has photos, and he's showing James, like, look at this photo, isn't it amazing? Or, I don't, you know... It's like you're showing him a Playboy, yeah, yeah, but it's just horrific much, accidents. They're all, I think at this point, like they're all, yeah, sat around watching the crash test, uh, watching TV, this crash test uh, video, and touching themselves all in the in a room, just literally getting off to it completely. They're, 
are so many people in this film that are around other people that are just touching each other and nobody mm. is bothered. Nobody bats an eyelid. Like, you just sat in a car with someone and then someone puts a finger up a lady and you're like, oh, okay, this is fine. Because- well, when Helen Hunt... Helen Hunt? Why do I keep saying <laughs> Helen Hunt? When Holly Hunter and James Spader are in the airport earlier on, the first time they're bagging, she's like, oh, it's a quiet airport, no one's going to be around. And you can see dozens of people walking behind her. Like, they obviously don't care. Yeah, she says it's not going to be busy. Yeah. Is it is it the case of they only kind of look out for each other and don't, like, because they don't consider themselves like normal people, you know, in the case of, like, if you don't like what we like, you know, we don't care kind of thing. Or, or they always look out for each other. Or no, I just... I just, I just think it's a case of they don't care about Mm-mm. about other people viewing it because yeah. they're just so sexually charged with with it. They mention a few times where they're like, oh, anyone could have seen. But it doesn't get them. Mm. They don't have they that, that excitement well. factor about them. They're still doing that performance, like we said, where they're very flat. But you can't really t- like they say like in a way they're they're getting off, I guess, but they don't show it because their performance the entire time is just so as a flat the entire time. But I think that's a deliberate oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not choice it. by Cronenberg so as not to, yeah. like, sexualize yeah. it and make it mechanical. So, uh, Catherine, whom Vaughn has followed in his car on several occasions, begins to fantasize about him and James having sex. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's ask those questions. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> no. No. We're talking about this. Yeah. Well, what's the questions? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's circumcised? Have you seen his Have penis? Have you seen his anus? Is it scarred? Yeah, that's it. What do you think his anus looks like? Describe it to me. How do you describe Pucker? a butthole? <laughs> that is one of my notes. Pucker. But like, I don't know. I don't know what she wants him to say. Would you say. like to sodomize him? And then she describes oh, what yeah. sodomy is. Would you like to pitch yeah. your penis into his bottom? <laughs> They're still fucking at this point, and the nip count this is, is still, still four yeah, during sex because yeah. she's hidden away. You can't see it, so. Well, they're, they're banging, and she's very clinical. Like, I have written, please stop saying anus. <laughs> it goes on for a long anus. time as well. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah mm. and penis and things. But it's, like, so unsexy. But also, she's like, describe it to me. But she doesn't fucking shut up. She doesn't give him a chance. She just keeps saying, describe it to me. Do you want to do this? What do you want to do to him? Do, have you sucked a penis before? Would you kiss it? And it's like, well, at least let him answer, love. Like, well, calm down. Do you know what this reminded me of a little bit as well is the scene in... <laughs> no, no. To it's find the out. scene in um, Parasite when the husband and the wife are sat on the sofa and they're talking about poor people and he's finger banging her and getting off to the fact that, you know, you yeah. ride the subway... And things like that, like talking about what poor people would do yeah. and the, the woman is getting off to that. It's strange, but like that's their thing, I guess. That's their fetish. Just the word anus is not sexy, is it's it? It's not really, but to them it is. And it's not, I guess it's not meant to be sexy to the people viewing it because everyone's meant to kind of take this film and go, ew, that's weird. <laughs> Which Ooh. it does very well. <laughs> I do have a note later that just says gross. That's all it says. Apparently... <laughs> This was a particularly difficult scene to film. Without laughing? Because or? it was not sexy. Just as one <laughs> anal sex encounter between Spader and Deborah Cara Unger was particularly Wait. hard. Well, they're supposed to be having anal sex. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't clear. Did you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I didn't need any of this film. It was a difficult scene to do, but in bizarre ways, Cronenberg says, you can't get hair to look the same when it's messy. You can't get pillows to scrunch up the same way. I had those agonies as well as getting the scenes to work. 
his policy on set was to let actors review the video monitors as much as of their performance oh. and sex scenes as they wanted. Okay. They could see exactly how they looked naked, how they were talking, and where their ass was when their skirt was pulled up. If they were going to freak out and be upset, then fuck it. They were going to freak out and be upset, and we'll discuss it. So this sounds like okay. one of the more difficult scenes to film. Yeah. Understandably. Because aside from having to like look like you're not enjoying it yeah this, to the extent this that must they be a don't hard really enjoy film. anything yeah they also have to spout bollocks about circumcised penises yeah i like give praise the fucking actors in this because it, it must be a hard thing she's to pull so dead off, inside like, legitimately some yeah. of the scenes as well but yeah pull this off she's spader went through a spate of doing these sort of films though because he did this he did video drone oh i fucking hate that as well which is has a lot of like weird sort of stuff he did the secretary cronenberg loves body horror didn't he we know that i don't yeah but james spader yeah as an actor did this video drone fly the secretary the secretary is what i'm getting at so all like films with a lot of yeah sexual undertones across them well Let's see where this leads to. <laughs> anyway, uh, although Vaughn initially <laughs> claims he is interested in the reshaping of the human body by modern technology, his actual project is living out the philosophy that the car crash is benevolent psychopath. Oh. Wikipedia, you challenge me in big words. He's benevolent uh, psychopathology. Psychopathology. Uh, yeah, thank you. That benevolent. Bechton's, um, I like psychopathology. I, that is, I can't. It's funny, that isn't it? should be it forever on. I'm not even taking the piss. It sounds better. Psychopathology. I can't pronounce big words even when I have a headache. <laughs> I have a headache. It's helping. Petition to change the pronunciation of that word forever. Yeah, but he's very much into the whole like i guess he he's like even talking about this is the fu- like it's the future. Like this is the what the human I guess what humans are going to evolutionize, what they're going to like in the future because of technology getting rapidly, rapidly expanding. I think that's what I got from it is that it's because humans and technology, aka cars in this sense, are going to become one. You know, it's going to be sex is going to be that. Does he mean people are going to get robotic bits? Well, that is so we're all going to be attracted the case to them at now. some point, you know. I think psychopathology is like a study of mental illness. <laughs> you said it wrong. I think psychopathology Thank you. is a study of mental illness. This, it seems weird to say pathology and then follow it up immediately with mental illness. Anyway, <laughs> so I think what he's implying is that like people will become so sort of damaged and, and broken by things that they will inevitably start seeing that sort of graphic gore as arousal. Mm. Wait, so this was 1996. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty damaged. I don't find car crashes sexy. I don't think it's... I don't it agree with mean, them in the future. doesn't mean you at that moment in time <laughs> in 2021 is going to agree. The whole point of it is like for you to go... It's like everyone's going to get really damaged and sad. I think a lot of us I, are there. I get what it's saying in a way, but you at the same point, it's like, well, you got to realise that these people are fully into it. Like this is their this is their thing yeah and their brains are so rewired that this is their thing that even just normal sex to them is not sex that's yeah. like a, having a conversation with someone to them that's not that's just a very basic not even fun thing. yeah the, the way they get off now is is through what they do and that's become their normal sex for them in a way you're already getting that with too much porn sure isn't it yeah you get basic porn and it's got to get worse and worse and more extreme for yeah because people in a get way desensitized yeah. to that mm. shit 
So I can see his point. Imagine though, if we all came out of 2021 after the pandemic and suddenly turned into this. <laughs> what, we all want to fuck cars? <laughs> what? Yeah. Because we're all damaged and sad mm. after the pandemic. And then everyone starts driving again. And then that's it. Everyone's banging in cars. Which, did anyone else just think that was not the best? I know they like, they get off in cars, but I'm like, that's complicated enough as it is. The fact that they're able to like swing a leg over in the front seat, I'm like, how the fuck are you doing? Where's the gear stick going? Right. There's not enough room. Especially some of them have got fucking metal cages yeah. on their legs. It's an automatic. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. It is an automatic. People into this like automatics. <laughs> Weirdly, you'd think they'd like a stick shift. Saucy. Just saying. James drives Vaughn's Lincoln Convertible. It is a Lincoln. All right, all right, all right. Uh, around the city though. while Vaughn picks up and has sex with a prostitute in the back seats. We're up to five nip count now. Five nip count. Also, none of this was subtle. The way they were driving around and she's just flailing about, tits everywhere. Yeah, they've, they've got no roof yeah. on the Lincoln. But sorry, can you clarify five, is that five singular nipples? So I'm counting or appearances. one nip as a pair. You either see one or both, but that counts okay. as one within nip count, oh, okay. personally. Okay. I didn't have time to count every single nip. But oh, I say that. <laughs> you did. Nine times out of ten, they just flop one tit out. So That is true. That's yeah. what I was asking. <laughs> You're listening to The Unusual Suspects. Thank you for joining us. Dan loves boobs. A short time later, James invites Catherine on one of his and Vaughn's drives. Now. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this one is uh, kind of. This made me start to figure out Catherine a little bit more I guess so on the interstate uh, they come across a car wreck involving uh, Colin Seagrave a member of the group who has been planning to uh, recreate the car accident that killed Jane Mansfield with Vaughn amongst the wreckage the three see Colin's bloody corpse wearing a dress and a blonde wig to accurately resemble Mansfield, which I didn't know about. I think because the lighting was wasn't great, and I didn't know what was stuck on the piece of uh, car. Like I was looking at, I, I don't, maybe my brightness wasn't too high. Hmm. I thought it was a scalp. Yeah, and there was a dog there as well, wasn't there as well? There was a dead dog. So she had a yeah, she had a dog with her when she died. Yeah, she had a chihuahua in the car. Can you get that close to a car accident? That's not yours. This is the bit that seemed fucking weird to me. Like they just drove next to it and was like, "Oh, we'll get out and just take pictures and walk around." Like, yeah, I, I don't understand how they were allowed that close. It kind of had like a, maybe like a weird. Feel. It felt a little bit dreamlike. Like it looked slightly different compared to the rest of the film. Yeah. So I wondered if that's how they got away with it. Because when I was like, "You can't get that close to it," but then I was like, "Oh, it looks different." So maybe metaphors or something. I also think that they couldn't have any kind of thing where, like, the police are there and like, hey, you can't do that because, like, that tone of constant just flatness would just change because there'll be someone now different who's shouting at them, maybe to not photograph. Yeah. So yeah. having that scene where they can just do it and it just keeps it in a weird soundtrack as well. Really creepy, like, the sounds. It was composed mm. by um, Howard Shaw, who did the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. It's really creepy vibes the whole thing as well especially that scene where he's where Vaughn's got the camera and he's like yes look at this look at this yeah really really strange awkward James is there like just sort of sitting back see I thought at this moment James would kind of snap out of it and go this is wrong we shouldn't be doing this but he <laughs> yeah. he just nope they all take it in and that's kind of I'm gonna say it that's kind of a praise to this film because 
majority of films will just follow that same kind of storyline of main character gets involved in this group snaps out of it tells the group that you shouldn't be doing this and then film ends yeah not this film everything escalates doesn't it yeah just keeps going do you think maybe the reason that he doesn't is because we all know it's fucking weird and it's i'm gonna say wrong i don't don't like to kink shame people but I guess as long as you're not hurting anyone else. But, like, if we all know it's wrong, we don't need James Spader to go, hey, guys, this is wrong. Yeah, that's... Th- or this yeah. is weird. Yeah, I guess, So it's almost yeah. unnecessary, maybe, so they don't... Yeah, I think probably because it seems so outside everyone else's, like, norm, they don't need to hammer down yeah. that it's yeah unnecessary and weird. Yeah, it's, it's unnecessary because yeah. we're all like, yeah, I know. It's good. Don't treat your audience like idiots. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Vaughn photographs the wreck as they pass by, and afterwards the police search Vaughn's convertible regarding to a pedestrian hit and run. Then they go through the car wash while Vaughn and Catherine have sex, <laughs> quotes, in the back seat. Yeah, this... Uh, They're in the back. She whips out a singular tit. Singular tit. Again, mm-hmm. as we have now become accustomed yep. to. And I, at this point, I was impressed. She seems so uninterested in even her own boob. Yeah. That I, 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 the more we talk about her, the more I actually quite liked her. She's I'd the most her, complex, but. I think, because I, I can't, especially in this scene, I can't tell if this is what she wants, you know, what's about to happen. It seems like it's halfway between like she does want this and she doesn't. She's just kind of going along with it because she she's yeah. kind of he likes it. Well, he or... likes it, but she she really doesn't. Well, it's hard to tell really because th- there's no emotional reaction or different reaction from her or any of the characters. It's just the same thing the whole way through. So you're trying to guess is she okay with what's about to happen and stuff. Which we'll say what's about to happen is she gets bruised and very violently kind of sexually kind of you know almost raped in a way in in a strange way in the back of the car and he's so pale he looks like a corpse gross he's very creepy he looks like he's got gray skin yeah it's a very creepy look to him he looks like he's never had sex before like he's just like biting her and smelling and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah but also, it made me look up how long a car wash is. Bad. <laughs> the average car wash is three to four minutes. So it did make me wonder how they got all that shit done in. But anyway. Nip count up to six. <laughs> we also see a lovely bit of shrubbery here. Some very tidy yeah. pubes. Yeah. Very. Vagina. First time we've uh, seen a vagina in a film, I think, since doing this podcast, right? Up close and no. personal. No? No. I'm fairly mm. certain there was some in 40 Days and 40 Nights. What's the, no, that vagina was a 15, cow- wasn't it? <laughs> that was a what? This wasn't 40 Days and 40 Nights, like a 15. Oh, yeah, it was. It was 15, yeah. Yeah. There's no vaginas in that. There's no violence. So it can still be a 15, I think. Really? I think wow. So. Okay. Either way. Can't believe we've never done vagina count. Oh, no. uh, later, Vaughn invites James to visit a tattooist who tattoos uh, car emblems on Vaughn's body. I uh, couldn't make out what the emblem was uh it was a steering wheel i think was it a steering wheel it's a really bad steering Mm. wheel and then james's is the hood ornament of chevrolet chevrolet yeah Mm, i should know this i don't (laughs) wasn't a corvette ferrari (laughs) i can't i don't know imagine you got just out of context imagine you got like ford (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't ford but was it a because was oh his car wasn't a lincoln was it vaughn's was the lincoln Oh, my dad will be disappointed in me. Afterwards, James and Vaughn, both highly aroused, have anal sex in Vaughn's car. 
So now we're we're by. Well, James is by. I think it is a Lincoln. Sorry. Oh, I think it is. It is yeah. a Lincoln. I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Important stuff. To them, and I, I kind of clocked this. I guess since it is open marriage, I guess so. They're they're very much a, you know again. If you're a man, woman, you know, it doesn't really matter to them as long as it's in a car. It is mm. what I'm clocking with their kind of fetish, I guess. James uh, has another alliance with Gabrielle, another member of the group. I find it really uncomfortable that he licks the tattoos, that they're like licking the other tattoos. It's the car, isn't it, really? Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if that's just me, but he's like licking the, the tattoo of the Lincoln emblem at it genuinely yeah. made my skin crawl but you know what he said about earlier about like humans kind of becoming entwined or whatever with technology like he's becoming like he's yeah. painting himself as a car yeah but i think it's just because like when like obviously when you take the the wrap of a tattoo it's just soaked with like it's blood and <laughs> yeah i know uh, but... just the thought of like licking that is fucking horrible and there was a lot of squishy noises it was yeah it was grim like it was quite a quiet film there wasn't the dialogue was quiet and when there wasn't dialogue, it was quiet, but it was like creepy music and then a lot of squishy, yeah. wet noises. It was nice. On a plus side, at least he now knows what Vaughn's anus looks like. That's good to know. True. So James, uh, with Gabrielle, another member of the group whose legs are clad in restrictive steel braces and who has a vulva-like scar on the back of her thighs and injury suffered in a crash. They end up going to a car dealership and when they get there, she's sort of like trying to get into the car. He's being touched by her at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah, As, he gets in, she tries to get yeah. in and asks the assistant the man guy, to help yeah. her. But also, why is he looking at her walking stick like he's never seen one before? Like he was really awkward all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I think it's because she had a very short skirt on and was flashing a gusset, you know? Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. I was uncomfortable by how close that metal fucking leg was to the paintwork. I knew something was going to happen mm. and they fucking ripped the leather seats. Furious. Weirdly, this is the first time I'm not going to say, I kind of, in the context of this film, before people have a go at me, this is the first time we actually get a person who's not into this fetish or a, someone who maybe considered normal mm. interact with these guys yeah because i think throughout the entire film it's always been the guys with the fetish, and now it's this guy from the car dealership going okay i'll help you move your leg and he's sort of like what's going on here this is a bit strange yeah and stuff. fucking weird i think it's also important to note we've talked about the vulva like scar right yeah i think it's implied that he fucks it well he licks it doesn't he but i think i don't know if it's in the book but i think the implication is that there is it looks like something. Was that your voice note from yesterday? <laughs> That's the bit where I was like, we need to fucking talk about this yeah. immediately because that shit was horrible. <laughs> it's a very bulbous scar. Mm. I hate all of this. Um, it almost looks like she's had so much extra skin. They've like pulled it together and stitched it. So it's it's very big. And yeah, he licks it. And then like he can't fuck it. It's too, you can't open it. But I'm assuming he was rubbing his dick well, I assume that as well, but what I got from that. Cat googled it, and apparently there is penetration potentially in the book. It can't be. But I'm like, how does that work? Because you'd have to cut it open, and then you would have like just yeah, you can't blood and pus everywhere. Oh, it's horrible. Maybe yeah, maybe it's different in the book, but there's no way that this was one hour sixteen, and this was the first time I squirmed. So <laughs> and you've seen this already. <laughs> Might say more <laughs> about me than anyone else. 
Uh, later, Gabrielle and Helen visit a junkyard and affectionately embrace while lying in a wrecked car, which I thought was kind of sweet. It was very sweet, yeah. It, it, it was the only one that was kind of like, I wasn't going, oh, that's, that's too much for me. It was just sort of like a hanging out in the back of a car that was wrecked, but yeah. I was still just like, who chooses to bang in cars? Mm. These people. <laughs> How is she able to move that metal leg? Like, that's the bit that confused me. They find a way. The flexibility she must have in solid fucking stainless steel. Impressive. Vaughn and James go for a drive in separate cars. They are on the highway aggressively pursuing each other. On an overpass, Vaughn intentionally crashes his car, landing on a passenger bus below killing himself after vaughn's death james and catherine perform a similar stunt (laughs) i totally missed that bit what what vaughn does what he crashes into a bus he kills himself yeah 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 no i missed that bit what do you mean you missed that what do you mean you missed i was so bored they were chasing each other that's your excuse for every film if you're gonna do that in every film yeah and i've just written oh they're just ramming each other's car now is that that's what they're doing they just drive around and ram each other's car (laughs) It's foreplay. Vaughn realises that Catherine is with James, so he screams like a fucking werewolf and ploughs off the edge of the um, motorway, lands on a bus and explodes. Oh, I remember the explosion on the bus, but I missed what it was because I didn't care. That was Vaughn in his car. Yeah, there was people running out of the bus on fire and shit, but Vaughn was like kind of buried deep on top of the car. Like bloody fondue. And again, again... He sees this, James, and, like, I know he's only met the guy, but, like, it's very much like, not, oh, my God, he's not dead. Like, it's just, oh, he's dead. <laughs> like, that's the reaction. Like, that that's just the thing. At least I got to see his anus before he died. Yeah. Yes. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, uh, James and Catherine perform a similar stunt, which is towards the end of the film, uh, with James pursuing her on a freeway at high speed. She's in a car and he's, uh, I think he takes the, his, he takes Vaughn's car, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He takes Vaughn's car and he paints it the same shit boring burgundy color that he's driven the whole time. (laughs) And I'm like, what a fucking waste. (laughs) What a boring prick. Even Helen was like, you bought the same car as the one you just crashed. Yeah. The same shit brown color. Well done. I know the majority of the people in the film, but I I kind of find it strange and really fucking strange actually. Like, Everyone's kind of limping a lot, obviously, because of injuries that they've sustained, like, obviously. But even when, especially when James drives, it's like it's his first time driving a car. Do you ever, like... They're all over like, the place. It's very, like, yeah. all over the place. But I guess that's him getting, like, excited and aroused by the whole yeah. entire thing. Like, it was very just handsy. And, like, he looked way too small for that car as well. You think when yes. Vaughn was driving that Lincoln, he looked normal, quote-unquote. Yeah. When James is in it, he looks fucking tiny. He does. The steering wheel is bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. I wanted a Lincoln for ages. I wanted a Lincoln Continental with suicide doors, and then I realised I'd probably never be able to park it anywhere. So no, you wouldn't be massive. Yeah. So Catherine unbuckles her seatbelt as you see James approaching, and then he rams into the back of her car, forcing her to topple down into a grass medium. James then exits his car and approaches Catherine. We find uh, the car flipped upside down and Catherine kind of laying next to it. She's covered, uh, not covered in blood, but she's bleeding uh, from the head. She looks like she might possibly be dead, at least knocked out unconscious, but she, um, she's fine. I was going to say, she doesn't look well, but she doesn't look well throughout the movie, so it's hard to tell. No, she looks even worse <laughs> because of it, yeah. <laughs> James asks if she's okay. She tells him she's not hurt. So they kiss. 
and they begin to have sex near the wrecked vehicle. She doesn't look like she wants to, though, for once. She, she hasn't looked like she wanted to in the whole film, in fairness. No, but this is the first... Like, she she looks like she's trying to get away. Yeah. yeah. As well, which was, like, the kind of first time where she's not just laid there. As they kiss and begin to have sex near the wrecked vehicle, James whispers to her, maybe the next one, as the film ends. And that is Crash from 1996 was it sorry i've completely forgot yeah. 1996 i find it really weird that like they're trying to fuck next to a wreck like a car crash because surely someone would have seen that and I gone know. fuck we better go help oh wait there's two people banging next they to don't them. care i know they don't care but even like to have that lack of inhibition is admirable for the sake of the film you gotta have it like that right because then it would just ruin the tone <laughs> if you have someone going oh my god they're having sex near the car <laughs> also the dichotomy between howard shaw's like score at this point like soaring string sections and then two fucking nutters covered in blood yes. next to a flaming car crash just fucking is weird yeah yeah it's very, it's like happy ending but you're sort of sat there yeah going, it's, really? it's really jarring <laughs> sat there going okay uh pen what did you think of the film this is stupid well <laughs> there you go i had already seen it at some point in my teens and all i remembered was the leg fucking with the scar i thought it was stupid then when it came out of the hat i complained because i assumed it was stupid mm -hmm. but then i thought maybe maybe i missed the point i watched requiem for a dream when i was younger and missed the whole addiction story from his mum. i didn't realize diet pills had speed in them so when i rewatched that as awkward as that film is it's still a pretty good film so i was like maybe i missed the point with this i did not I don't know if it's because I'd already seen it and I knew what happened. Not that I remembered much of it, but I knew where it was going. There was no shock. I mean, when Andy said it made him feel uncomfortable, like bits of it made me, but not really because I just felt absolutely... I was like Catherine. I felt absolutely nothing for this film. I got absolutely nothing out of it. Uh, I was bored. Not out of 10. Wow. Sorry, did you say naught? No points. Yep, no points. Nil, pois. So worse wow. than Bad Demic. This is the worst yeah. rated film of any of us. I got nothing out of it. <laughs> nothing. Like, I was thinking, wow. you know, like, if I could come up with something stupid, you know, like a point for Vin Diesel's fluffy coat, I, I had nothing. I'm, this is like a season finale. I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to this. You you would maybe get a point for the Lincoln, but they kept smashing it up, which I hated because I like that Point for car, the Lincoln. So no, no the, yeah, but they kept smashing it up. So I've got, I got absolutely, it was an hour and 40 minutes out of my life and I got wow. nothing. It, yeah, nothing. Me. Did Penn run that petition to get this film banned? This fucking sounds <laughs> like it, doesn't it? I'm starting to think so. Well, you can watch it if you want, but I just Zero. thought it was wanky trash. This is you. You would rather watch Birdemic Emoji Animals Movie United. Animals United yep. over this. Oh, she loved Emoji yep. Movie in fairness. Oh, yeah, she I did. did like Emoji Movie, which says a lot. <laughs> would you rather watch Drive than this? Um, Drive. I didn't get anything out of Drive either, though, but Drive wasn't you <laughs> as pretentious as this, even though I thought, like, nothing happened in Drive. But Drive this... wasn't as pretentious as this. <laughs> no, because I can see what. Let's not he's talk about to... Drive, I'll get upset. Stop, right. It's zero and new. Like him, I know it's based on a book, but we'll ignore that. For, but, like, just being like, oh, I'm just going to shock you and be subversive and get fucked. 
I'm not into it. But that's what transgressive fiction is. That's why I put it in the hat. So it's supposed to yeah. to go too far and create like an uncomfortable atmosphere. Like Lolita does the same thing, and that's the same genre of, of mm. book. Same with like Fight Club and Choke and yeah, those sort of films. Like I said, it might be because I'd already seen it, so the shock value and all that that it going too far. Like yeah, I saw it fucking 15 years ago and I'm over it. I don't. I literally. I just felt absolutely nothing watching this. Just okay. bored. Andrew, sorry. Your film, out of the Hat. Um, I think this film would have been more entertaining if it was like Knight Rider's Kit or Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I think that would have been, made it more interesting. <gasps> oh, don't do that to poor Lightning McQueen. The problem I had with it is that it left me feeling deflated because it wasn't as bad as I expected. Like I think I'd seen about half of this film. And knew the concept and knew the genre it was in. Right. But I think it could have been... There was more banging than accidents, wasn't there? I think it could have been more severe, yeah. I thought there'd be more gore and stuff. Maybe if it had been, I would have liked it more. I think that's what... Like, I felt deflated afterwards. And I think it's because I've read a lot of these sort of books and they're always pretty uncomfortable (laughs) at points. Cows. Cows (laughs) is one that I've recommended to Dan, which is... I read it. I'll go into it. What were your thoughts of the book? <laughs> I mean, I get why you recommend it, but... Um, it's badly written, but good God, what a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I... Like, it's a fine example of that. I think there have been other films that have done similar tropes better. I think because they were so conscious about not endorsing, like, the over-sexualization and eroticism of some of it, it felt flat. So... I imagine the leg hole fucking, if that is actual wound sex in the book, like yeah, I don't want to say is is better, but like I don't have you American Psycho the movie yeah, and American American Psycho the book is fucking it's a lot worse, oof, isn't it? Is a lot worse because you couldn't I don't know if you could but you can't get away with that shit on especially back then anyway, and maybe it's the same with from nineteen ninety six you couldn't. You could probably get away with fucking a leg wound right now. If you they can... still push the boat out. For, I'm going to say they fuck for a 1996 film. This is pushed, oh, yeah. pushing the boat. <laughs> so this film is like pretty highly yeah. rated by a lot of people. Like it's in total films, top 25 films of all time. Don't get it. And I watched like a section of an interview with J.J. Ballard. Interestingly, the, the main character, James Spader's character is also called James Ballard after J.J. Ballard. Hmm. But... He said that the film was better than the book. Now, I don't know if that means more graphic oh, interesting. or just a better story. I don't know. Is that why you bought the book? Yeah, I just want to see how severe the book is. So I I, I did feel a little deflated by it because it wasn't as sort of horrendous as I was expecting it to be. If there was more sort of gore, like Cronenberg, you sort of picked together with body horror and there wasn't enough of it, so disappointed. I went for 4 out of 10 with a nip count of 8. <laughs> when I watched this two days ago, and as you can tell I wasn't happy about watching the film. I compared it, I think, to just a soft porno with accidents and you did weird market like just shock horror kind of things but body horror i guess but the majority of the film is literally sex 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 and a bit of talking in between and it is very very much comparable to a a pornographic soft porn film literally however since finishing it it hasn't left my head 
and I've been thinking about the film for quite a bit. I'm going to be honest. I've been thinking about it quite a bit. Told as, you about thinking. As Penny crosses her arms and goes, fucking zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been thinking about it and I sort of praise... I like it when people try to do... Like, I'm a big praiser of people going out of the realm of things that a lot of people c- would consider shit or not good or taking a chance on something or taking a risk on something. I like it when people do that, whether it be games, movies, music, whatever. I like it when people try something experimental, I guess. This film did get me thinking after I finished it. Initially, first impressions, fucking hated it. I still don't think it's a great film, viewing-wise, like Andy said. You you don't get that sense of... En- you're not going to get sense of enjoyment out of it, but a lot of films you don't really get a sense of enjoyment out of it. That's the whole point of them. They're meant to be you know, feeling like crap when you're watching mm. Requiem for a Dream, for example, makes you feel crap watching it. Mm. It's unique, though. It's something unique because I've never seen a film like this except for a soft porno, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it is technically a soft porno, but it's not in a weird way. It's trying to, like... It's got a narrative. Yeah. Does it? Or is it just a bunch of bangs and accidents with no through plot? But that's the whole no, point it's of got, it. It's true. Tr- it's it's trying to show you how, and I praise the acting in this. It like it shows you how committed they are to it, and it's so believable that because of their flatness of every delivery line, because all they do is bang and talk about fucking cars and having sex in cars and stuff, it's like a believable group of people. Like like it genuinely feels like a believable group of people. And we were discussing earlier: is this an actual thing? And it was so believable to me that like. Are people into this that we don't know, but we it, we could be, it could not. But because it was presented in such a way that it was so consistently flat and fucking just strange and weird that I believed it. And it made me think a lot about the film. However, it's still not a good film <laughs> at the same time. I don't find it to be... It's really slow burn and it just... It, trying to hold your attention throughout the whole thing is very, very hard. Like, there is certain points where it's like, okay, that's... See, that's why I missed that one bit. Sure. <laughs> sure, that's your fucking excuse. <laughs> yep. But I still found it very thought-provoking. And even though it's something that people can easily shut down, aka mm-hmm. Penny, I still found it something that made me think. And when a film makes me think, that's a good thing. Five out of ten. I feel like this is a film that wouldn't be able to be made today because no there wouldn't be the same, <laughs> not even just because of the nudity, but because they, there's so much sort of visualization of style these days. Like the car crash scenes are just in this, are just like two cars hitting each other. Whereas if they made it today, they'd have like fucking slow motion and all shit yeah. spinning yeah. around. Everything would be bright and shiny. I think it's a really brave approach that Cronenberg took with it. It's raw isn't it it's like very just it's incredibly raw and visceral everything feels sharp yeah and i think that's why the dialogue is so soft is because if everything is too sharp it's overwhelming so they've had to soften parts down to make it feel manageable that said i'm still giving it a four (laughs) yeah yeah, and i understand why you've gone for a five i don't quite get the the zero but horses for courses it didn't make me think. It didn't entertain me. Yeah, I know, but the, I I get why you give it a zero. But like, I know we discussed like, I think on WhatsApp we said like, oh, it's an art house. Like, it, it is that nineties. It's nineties attempt at an art house in a way, and they are very, very, very hit and miss. And you know, yeah, I would have consumed this when I was probably 
you know, late teens, early 20s, I would imagine. Uh, you know, when you still used to go out and rent stuff or pick stuff up off the shelves and buy it. I, I watched Videodrome, um, like I said, Requiem for Dream and stuff like that. And again, it's not like, oh, I only like horror films now, which is true, which is fine. But I just, I remember watching it when I was younger and still just being like, and then, yeah, this time it just, yeah, it didn't make me think. It didn't entertain me. I I personally got absolutely nothing from it. That's totally fine. Yeah. And then I couldn't think of a funny reason to give it one or two points. So I didn't. <laughs> I feel like it's missing a set piece. I think it's missing something in the middle. I think that's why it drags so long at points. Cause you've... Nothing really happens. And even when he fucking explodes on top of a bus, it's like, meh. Yeah, I think it needed like an additional thing in between to yeah. to sort of break it up a little bit because it just goes from his initial crash to the crash at the end. If there was one thing I wanted to see was to learn more about the people because I, th- I feel like you only get to see the sex and the discussion of said sex. And I kind of wanted to know how their lives, like their daily life, like he's a film producer. We see him in like a film set for one scene, I think. And right near the it. beginning yeah right near yeah. the beginning and that's it she goes to work but yeah. you don't know where but you don't know where like i kind of wanted to see how a, a little bit not a lot but like i kind of wanted to explore like the characters a little bit because they were the most in a weird way they are the most interesting part because they're so committed to this thing and they're so just unsatisfied they have an unsatisfied look about them the whole entire time even when they're talking about fucking car crashes or Catherine was probably the one that was like is she yeah. really into this or is she not like she was the mm. one that was kind of most questionable i guess well once it arrives i'll read it and i'll give you a breakdown of it and we can just have a really quick sure. discussion about how they differ <laughs> i've just uh, been reminded as well that friend of the podcast chris asked what i was doing today and i said watching this movie and he's like the line 11 one i've heard that's really good and i said no it's one it's a softcore porn about car crashes and he looked it up and he's like why didn't they call it rear-ended <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's genius! And I was like, it's not, it's not serious enough. It's a rom-com called Rear End. Also, I didn't steal his joke because earlier, when Andy had said he watched this with Cat and he made a joke, I wanted to play Cat's joke or Andy's joke, but I didn't. You can play Cat's joke. Which joke are you talking about? The I can't, I can't remember the lovely strawberry bit. No, I know that was her. Of something yeah, else, that was and Kat's. I couldn't work out who said it. Yeah, so but I thought I'd give Chris props for that, and not just he went. You can have that for the podcast, but I couldn't steal it. We'll write a better script next time. Anyway, shall we find out what's next down the road? Yes, please. After that, we can't get another zero. I'm just so shocked that we've got a first zero. Never had a zero before. Never. I don't think she's given a one, but she's given nope. a zero. So she goes from like zero, five, seven, eight, 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 nine, eight, nine. <laughs> I think it. I've done a nine. You've never done a three or four or maybe four. I don't know. Either. It might have been a four. It might be like zero, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And seven's the average, obviously. So yeah. Yeah, my average. All right. Let's um, <laughs> let's find out what's next, shall we? It's amazing, like Netflix can work out the algorithm of my brain sometimes, isn't it? That fucking jingle just reminds me of Crash because you've got the 
throughout the whole entire thing and then you got the big horns at the end but you're sort of like uh, <laughs> a little bit it's an andy film oh, oh God. this could be problematic double trouble if you will maybe we'll get another zero and we are watching in two weeks time for a film out of the hats please join us the 2014 film horror comedy tusk Oh, oh Andy! Hello. Yes. Ah, oh, I'd fucking leave again, but I'm too tired to get up. Podcaster uh, ventures into Canadian wilderness to interview an old man who has an extraordinary past, and the American learns the man has a dark secret involving a walrus. <laughs> well, I have not seen this film, and I'm already interested. I was gonna say, do you know anything? about this dad the only thing i know about it because i remember either yourselves or maybe internet comments said that the ending is like what the fuck so that's the only thing i know about tusk but i okay it's on my list so it was on my list to watch because it's been floated around mm. a bit. why'd you pick this film andy before we start watching it so it's directed by kevin smith he's have a podcast with scott major called smodcast and on one episode they spitball a movie idea that turns into this and they eventually crowdsource it and it becomes the film tusk oh they spent so long wondering if they could they never thought about <laughs> if they should yeah all right jeff also uh <laughs> having seen this only once before but the the twist i guess twist would you call it a twist pen yeah yeah the, the, reveal. the reveal is one of the greatest things i have it ever is. seen and i yeah. think you're both going to enjoy it at least one okay. of you will it's just it's just uh <laughs> guess who <laughs> i just i just i watched it once i had no urge to watch it again zero but i see what you put it in <laughs> no not zero the, the reveal is i want to say stunning but that's what we got so far don't. stunning it is no it's it is honestly one of the best reveals i've ever mm. seen in a film yeah and if you don't want to be spoiled go watch task in two weeks by two weeks time and uh you can come along for this ride with all of us <laughs> my head hurts still really badly i'm surprised i've lasted this long penny what's our socials please you can find us on instagram and facebook at unusual suspects pod and on twitter at unusual podspect i'm at penny underscore photo pit at dan talks a lot at joyce is 21 so you're gonna read the book yeah i'm gonna read the book i think it's been shipped so it should be here before we start recording next time oh, i already ordered it <laughs> yeah i ordered it midway yeah. through watching it do you want me to give you like weekly updates as i'm going through I mean, if you or want. Or shall I just I mean, give you a breakdown at the end? Shall I get the audiobook and we see who does it better or quicker? Or, I don't know, prove that it's still the same as reading? Well, it's going to be you because I can't just sit on my ass and listen to it for 12 hours a day. I'm going to have to spend time working. Exactly. That's why audiobooks are great. I can't concentrate to an audiobook and work at the same time. Uh, we should learn to multitask, mate. It's not my problem. Oh, I'll fucking remind you that next time you ask me to do all your work, mate. And <laughs> <laughs> that cheery note. <sighs> Goodbye, everyone, and thank you for Love listening. Love you, everyone. Uh, don't, no, wear a seatbelt. Wear a seatbelt. I was going to don't get in a car crash, yeah. but yeah, wear a seatbelt. Wear a seatbelt and don't fuck the wounds. Oh. Yeah, that's an, that's an important one. Or anyone else's. I've got a wound that looks like a small vagina. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. End it quick. <laughs>